This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. Here to detail for you the Raptors' latest win, 98-93, taking a 2-1 lead over the Orlando Magic in their best-of-seven series in the Eastern Conference Finals first round. First, let's talk about the sponsor, or not even talk about, just mention it, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger's Personal Injury Lawyers. Thanks for the sponsorship. Now let's get into it. Okay, so in the first quarter we saw continued success for Gasol on defense in the pick-and-roll. And not just Gasol, it's something I wrote about as well. as It's not just Gasol, but Pascal Siakam, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, all monumentally important in helping out Gasol in those actions and shutting down Nikola Vucevic. That was something that we saw continued success on after Game 2 and the second half of Game 1. There's a reason we're not nearly as scared when it comes to defending DJ Augustine as we were in Game 1 is because the defense is completely switched up, we're playing a lot more aggressive, and Gasol and co. have showed themselves as very capable in those actions. Really great start to the game, they shut down the Magic offense completely, the only person who was making shots was Isaac early on, and I love Jonathan Isaac, and I don't mean anything bad, but he's not very good offensively, and he does hurt the Magic often on that end, but he's terrific defensively, so they have to play him which is something we'll talk about later on. Uh, He was the only one making shots for them early on. The Raptors obviously was in their defensive game plan to incentivize Jonathan Isaac jump shots. And he made a couple. That's fine. That's the way it was supposed to go. Vucevic was still getting shut down. Fournier was still getting shut down. Augustine was still getting shut down. This This was really great. Kawhi Leonard had a tough start to the game, and that continued throughout the game as well. It's He goes to the rim really hard in this game, whereas in Game 2, he started out killing the Magic from mid-range and then worked his way all around the court from then, from then on. In this one, he was really determined to go to the rim, and the refs were really... I, I watched the Magic feed on this one, and it was kind of... It was difficult to watch when the game was close, but funny to watch when the Raptors were up by quite a bit was 
the magic announcer seemingly thought that the magic were getting the wrong side of the whistle, even though I think at the end of the game the foul calls were like 23-16 maybe, and the Raptors shot eight free throws to the Magic's 28 or 23. Just weird takes, and they also were like lampooning on Kyle Lowry like for complaining, which, I mean, whatever. But yeah, weird take, especially Kawhi Leonard, who happens to be one of the 10 best players in the league, and that's, you know, a rating that isn't debatable. He's for sure a top 10 player. You could go as high as top five, and depending on the night, you can go as high as top three if you want. But he was 5 of 19 tonight. The bulk of his shots came at the rim, and he there. the Magic played very, very aggressive defense at the rim, and they're good at it. I'm not of the mind that the Magic just fouled and hacked him. They fouled him a few times. I think that much is everybody knows that. But a lot of the time they did play good defense, but it was just weird to see that one of the premier players in the league didn't receive any type of whistle at the rim. Strange. The only two calls he got at the rim were on the fast break when he took absolute shoulders going to the rim. They built up their lead on offense. That was all gravy. I had I, There was a bit of trepidation from Nick Nurse to play his starters a long time, seemingly early on in the game. I mean, Marcus All only ended up playing 26 minutes, but that was due to foul trouble. Early in the game, Nurse went to a bench lineup that I wasn't sure why he was doing it. But Nurse made up for it later on in the game by playing heavier minutes for, let's say, Kyle Lowry, Siakam, and Leonard in the third. But early on, they the Raptors did give up the 10-plus point lead that they had when they went to the Fred Van Vliet bench lineup, and they only staggered Siakam with it. This is a recurring theme for the Raptors, is putting faith in Pascal Siakam, and not like a normal amount of faith for how good Siakam is. Like, they put Siakam in positions where he kind of has to be LeBron if he wants to lift the Raptors bench units and oftentimes he isn't LeBron he's Pascal Siakam who is a very very good player but it seems like he's putting the Raptors let's say are being put in positions where they won't succeed but in this game let's or let's leave it at the first quarter it didn't go well the bench lineup did not go well second quarter difficulties continue for Kawhi Leonard he's still trying very hard but the Raptors find a bit of success. Kyle Lowry minutes are a big win. Pascal Siakam keeps scoring. And Marcus All still is playing fantastic defense on Nikola Vucevic. The Magic can't really get anything going. The second quarter ends with a prayer thrown up by Terrence Ross, which, I mean, good for Terrence Ross hitting a prayer. He actually hit a lot of shots in this game, a lot of triples. And the Magic seemed to have a bit of life from that. Watching the first half, you felt like the Raptors were squandering a lot of opportunities to really blow the game open because the Magic weren't going to be that bad on offense forever. There was going to be adjustments, and there was going to be points scored in the second half, so let's move on to that. At first, actually, I want to address Fred was bad. Fred needs to work off of another player. I just I need to see Nurse adjust the lineup so that Fred is no longer a primary creator. He needs to be playing off of Siakam, and not I'm not saying Siakam where they're using him now, where Siakam is playing as a tertiary option on the bench lineup. Siakam needs to be the primary option on the bench lineup, and Fred needs to be running off hawk screens, he needs to be running pin downs, he needs to be off ball. He's pounding the air out of the ball. It's not working for the Raptors. They're, they're dying every time he's on the floor. 
I think he was a minus 11, and I'm sure that was the worst. Yes, worst of the night. Freddie is, I love Fred VanVleet. I love how his game looks when he plays next to Kyle Lowry, especially when he's hitting from downtown. He plays quite well with Marcus Gasol as well, as a tertiary option, though. So I just want to hammer that home that I do not agree with Nurse's rotations if they factor in Fred VanVleet as a primary creator, especially if it's going to be for over five minutes, six minutes a game. That just, you, it can't run because you're going to lose the minutes. And shocker, they did tonight. Second half, after Terrence Ross hit that three, the lead was down to three for the Raptors. Second half opens up. Really tough stretch for the Raptors because Marcus All gets two quick fouls called on him. And he has four. He has to get out of the game. That's, that's just how it happens. The Raptors needed to make that. Well, it just... They were behooved to make that decision, Nurse was, because if Marcus All would have got that fifth and then suddenly the Raptors, let's say it's a close game down the stretch, they need Marcus All in the game and he picks up his sixth foul or something, and then you have like the Magic who can just go to Vucevic down the stretch, you hate that. That is exactly what you don't want to happen. So Nurse pulled him, Ibaka went in, and the troubling stretch didn't happen at the end of the game, it happened in the third quarter. There's a lot of takeaways from this. Is Ibaka got dominated just so bad in the first four minutes. He got absolutely dominated. The, and the Raptors' offense, which kept ending up like the swing pass, kept ending up in Ibaka's hands. So it ended up that he tanked the offense and the defense early on. Now, there's a happier ending to the story. But at that point in time, Ibaka was getting cooked by Vucevic. And Vucevic, at this point in the series, has no momentum. He hasn't been able to create any offense for himself. He hasn't even been able to work off of the offense that other people are creating for him. That's how effective Gasol has been at defending Vucevic so far. Vucevic, an all-star, 21-12 and 12 this year, was shooting less than 30% against Gasol. Gasol had completely taken his game out from under him. He got it going when he was against Ibaka. And I don't, like, I... It's tough to say, but because Ibaka isn't big enough, and Gasol is definitely big enough to bang around with Vucevic, but Gasol was terrible for a four-minute stretch. That four-minute stretch, the Magic came and took the lead from the Raptors. It felt like that was where the game was sitting, and the game was going to be decided in that mid-third quarter stretch. Ibaka was in, the Raptors were trapped, they had to play him. They don't have OG. So they can't play OG at the 4 if they're trying to do Ibaka at the... Or, sorry, not Ibaka. Siakam at the 5 if they wanted to go small and try and run the score up on the Magic. They just had to play with an Ibaka-Siakam frontcourt. And keep in mind that they still had a bench unit to play late 3rd, early 4th. So they had to figure something out. What happened next was the biggest... I mean, it is the most fantastic progression for Pascal Siakam's career. The Raptors did not have a solve for the Vucevic actions on defense. In fact, they were getting killed. What occurred after that was Pascal Siakam scored with the whole Orlando Magic offense, decimated them in the half court. He hit threes. He created for Danny Green. He had layups. He hit and ones. He was crafty in the post. He hit from the mid-range. I mean... He was unstoppable and relentless in so many different play types. They ran post-ups for him. They ran DHOs for him, dribble handoffs for those who don't know. 
pick and rolls for him. So many things to get him going on offense, and he delivered every time, even though the defense was geared to stop him. That was the thing that just impressed me so much was Vucevic is an all-star. He was killing Ibaka. He should. That's a mismatch. Siakam didn't get a mismatch. He just had to go against the Magic, who were rolling, and 